Welcome back to the RMD podcast from Reverse Mortgage Daily, hosted by me, RMD editor Chris Clow. In this show, we speak with reverse mortgage business leaders, professionals, government officials, and thought leaders to provide listeners with the pulse of the reverse mortgage industry and all of the business and regulatory realities which affect it. In this episode, I'm joined by Lisa Moriello, the National Retail Reverse Sales Manager at Loan Depot, to discuss her career in the reverse mortgage business that has lasted for the better part of two decades, and how she found herself gravitating toward the business and product as a viable career path. We also discuss current business challenges afflicting the reverse space, perspectives she has that aren't always the most popular with her colleagues, and a discussion about some of the ways originators might be able to grow the reverse mortgage business, particularly in this environment. Hope you enjoy it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special behind-the-scenes look at the recording of the RMD podcast, the official monthly podcast of the reverse mortgage industry's most trusted news source, Reverse Mortgage Daily. I'm Chris Clow, the editor of RMD and host of the podcast, and want to welcome all of our exclusive HW Plus community members on Circle. Today, I'm joined by Lisa Moriello, National Retail Reverse Sales Manager with Loan Depot. And just to reiterate, we are live on Circle right now. The actual podcast recording is slated to hit all the podcast platforms in a few days. So thank you to everyone for tuning in and be sure to keep an eye on Circle's HW Plus community for more events like this one featuring all kinds of authoritative voices on housing. But let's move on to this edition of the RMD podcast. Lisa, thank you so much for joining me today on the RMD podcast. It's really great to have you on. Chris, thank you for having me. I never knew that bumping into you could result in this. But it's a lot of fun to be here and a lot of fun to talk about reverse mortgages. Absolutely. Hey, that people should bump into me more often. You never know what can happen. It's it's, it's fun. Uh, Well, for those members of our audience who may not be familiar with you, especially, you know, within the reverse mortgage industry, like all two of them, um, tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do for the reverse mortgage business. So um, my bones are in being a loan officer. I started in the business in 1986. I started writing reverse mortgages uh, shortly after that. Um, Funny story about that we can share later. And I've worked my way up to just helping a group of originators learn that this is a great product. And and it's a great product for seniors. And I think it's I've spent a lot of time um, making people understand that the bad information they had about reverse mortgages no longer applies. I think that's something that we need to do more in our industry. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people would agree with you in terms of of those ideas. Well, um, tell us uh, one thing I always love to ask people who come on the show, especially if I've never had the chance to hear it myself before, is your origin story for reverse mortgages, just because there's so many different ways that people can get into this business. How did you first become aware of the reverse mortgage product and what led you to realize that this might be a good career path for you? I'm going to tell you flat out, I almost lost my ear over it. Whoa. Literally. Whoa. I was in the mortgage industry for a bit. I had been, I had a number of years under my belt as a forward loan originator And I was sitting in my hair salon um, talking to the owner and my stylist. And the owner said, I need a reverse mortgage and I need you to do it. And I 
jerked my head around, which is never wise when someone has scissors near your ears. And I went, you don't, you don't need a reverse mortgage. I, I came into this from that view of this is bad for you. And I'm going to learn why and tell you why. Well, I truly believe that I am the luckiest person in the world because at that time, um, that was in the nineties, Chris, uh, way back then, reverse mortgages were being done as a, a loan of last resort. And I walked into the industry. My first loan um, was to help a woman, a financially astute woman, use the equity in her home to restructure some debt to her business, which effectively made her free and clear and halved her income taxes because she was able to restructure the income from her business as partially as repayment from a loan. Now, I didn't do that all by myself. We had a great financial planner, and the three of us sat down and put our, um, our heads together. And back then, we were working with financial freedom, which was, you know, it, it was just a great loan. And for me, it opened up my eyes to what a financial planning tool this is. And I have always come into the industry from that end. I've never come into it as a loan of last resort. It's got so much more potential than what people see. Sure. You know, I'm curious, just um, you, you talked about working with a financial planner back then. Was there more or less openness among financial planners about reverse mortgages in the 90s? compared? I uh, did get a few doors slammed in my face. <laughs> Let's just be honest with that. Okay. Um, but I think once they get past their, the initial, even back then, they normally they would call me because their, their clients were going to outlive their money. And um, they already had trust in me. I already had a relationship with them at providing traditional mortgages for their clients. I was able to say, let me, let me show you. Let me show you what a traditional mortgage will do. Let me show you what a reverse mortgage will do. Let's talk about the options. And so for me, I've always come at it from that end of the business, which, by the way, was not very popular in our industry in the early days. Uh, hybrid loan officers were not the favorite. <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's interesting how in some ways I think that's changed a lot, but in other ways, depending on who you talk to, maybe not so much. You know, of course, one of the things that people all over the business are talking about is the fact that volume is a bit depressed at the moment. Uh, just in terms of your own perspective, how is business going and, and what are you looking toward for the remainder of 2023? I am overwhelmed at the moment with the amount of people who are inquiring on reverse mortgages. And um, for me, it comes down to, I need to work a little harder. Okay. Um, again, I come from a hybrid loan background. So my, my bar is set here. If I'm not doing eight to 10 loans a month, something's wrong. I'm not working hard enough. So I'm always going to focus back on what can I do to bring in more business? What can I do to engage more leads, engage more folks? And you and I had a quick conversation. I'm speaking at our um, the annual meeting for our state's financial planning board. Um, these are the ways that I look to build my business. I look to meet new financial planners. I look to meet new real estate agents. Just finished doing a three-hour continuing education for the real estate agents at my board on the H4P. And yes, nobody snored, so that was really good. I 
took that as a very good sign. So, so for me, it's, it's not a, it's, it's not a depressed market. Okay. It's only a depressed market if I let it be. And yes, there are some people that are not going to qualify right now based on where everything is, but there may be a not right now, but there are maybe a little bit later as the market changes. So I treat everything in that regard. I need to continue looking for new leads, continue to make new relationships, make sure I'm serving my clients. And I, I just, I'm working a little harder than I was over the last two years. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate the overview. I'm also curious because you have the word manager in your title. So I imagine you talk to a fair amount of loan officers. What are you hearing from, from them in terms of how business is going? So my loan officers are excited. Um, I have approximately 137 hybrid loan officers here at Loan Depot um, that are on a weekly training with me and are required to be certified to do reverse mortgage. And they have seen this um, to be, they don't, they're not allowed to do this as a one-off. They're not that one and done originator. Um, They are building reverse mortgage businesses within their existing business. And I think that's a phenomenal thing. So they're excited. They're excited about the opportunities that reverse mortgage brings, the opportunity to serve senior clients in their markets, to give them information on how they can supplement retirement income when these these folks are feeling stressed. And in Connecticut alone, our the cost of our utilities in the last two months has doubled. Now, that's painful to those of us who are not on a fixed income. Think about that for a minute for the people in my community who are on a fixed income. Yeah, I would imagine that the um, the value proposition would conceivably go up, even though, you know, the most common or one of the most common uh, criticisms of the reverse mortgage is that upfront costs are too high, but maybe if there's a more tangible benefit that they can see, then it would make a difference. One of the other pieces, I don't, you know, with uh, Prime being where it is, I, I don't know that many people have looked at the rates on their credit cards, but their credit cards and their home equity lines, people are carrying balances on on these um these tools that have served them before. And the problem is they may not serve them any longer. So we're looking at a lot of different things when we're talking to our clients. Absolutely. No, I can totally respect and and understand that. Um, You had mentioned to me in another conversation that we had had while we were sort of putting this in the planning stages, that some of your perspectives on the business might prove controversial to some of your fellow industry participants. That is Can correct. Can you give us some examples? Yeah, what do, you, what do you mean about that? I have offended more than one of my partners, and I refer to them as my partners because they are amazing, and I'm only able to do what I do with reverse mortgages because I have such great partners, but I've often offended them because every time I see them, I ask them for a a 60 or 30 day rate lock on the H4P. It is literally the first, like if you meet me and you are an investor, it's the first thing I'm going to ask you. Can you give me a 30 or 60 day rate lock on the H4P? And I'm, I'm uh, I'm not a numbers person in the sense that I can give you exact calculations on what happened, but what happened this year proves that if we want the H4P to become a force for good, we have to change the way we're doing certain things. And the rate lock, I mean, you can't 
take a borrower who has a certain amount of money for a down payment and tell them, okay, cross your fingers that by the time we're going to close you, we're going to lock you when you're clear. And oh, by the way, um, yeah, we're going to lock you when you're clear. You might have to bring a little more money. There's been some significant changes in rate that have affected both what the borrower would have had to bring and profitability to the person originating the loan. So it, it's not, they're not separate causes. You cannot expect a borrower to come to closing with extra money as much as you cannot expect um, someone who's originating these loans to continue to originate them if they have to write checks to close them. And, and the principal limit lock doesn't address that. Sure. Yeah. Do you find that when you have that conversation with investors or, or even other industry participants that you can make your case reasonably well and bring them to your side or are they just super resistant to the idea? Um, they're not. They haven't been super resistant, which is why they're my partners. OK, they haven't been super resistant, but but it's complicated. And, um, you know, that's my piece is just to say this is what I need in order to make this product uh, make this product something that a, a borrower can count on because they can't count on it without that, at least a short-term rate lock. And um, so they're they're all listening, but I haven't had anybody step up to the plate yet. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. Is there any other uh, idea that uh, you shared with people that they seem a bit resistant to? Why are we on a 1009? The 1009, when was the last time it was updated? It was 2010. Why are we on a 1009? And and I don't say that because it's a bad tool. It's not a bad tool. But anything that the mortgage industry has created to make it easier for borrowers has been created to work with a 1003. Okay? It's been created to work with a 1003. So by, by number one, not really having the 1003 and the 1009 talk to each other, you can't export one to the other, you know what I mean, either way. Um, and by, by not, not updating the 1009 that we're using, there are tools that I'm blessed. I can work in my system, use those tools, and then transfer them in and cutting, cutting off a lot of things that my borrowers would have to provide me with because I have tools built in with the 1003. So I, I would like to see, I would like to see them either talk to each other or, or some kind of upgrade happen. Sure. Yeah. And just for, for people's perspectives, you're, you're referring to the residential reverse mortgage loan application form from Fannie Mae, right? Yes. Correct. The the forward traditional forward loans are done on a 1003, which has been updated numerous times. Um, and again, all the data that is is being developed is being developed to work with that form. Um, the 1009 is our reverse mortgage application. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Well, thank you for sharing that perspective. Uh, and I'm, I'm, if there are other ones, then I'm sure that people can get in touch with you to hear directly. But um, no, I think that that's a good perspective and, and an understandable discussion to have. I haven't heard about a lot of movement when it comes to uh, revisions to to the 1009. I might have to right. I might have to look into that. Yeah. Well, if you if you it, I, it's funny because if you don't if you don't know what's been happening to the 1003, then you wouldn't know what you wouldn't be scratching your head saying why why aren't those upgrades happening to the 1009. 
Right. Yes, of course. Yeah. And, and I mean, the forward mortgage business, what a shock, tends to get more attention than the reverse business. So a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I think uh, I've got to be honest with you. I think this is the year that will change. Oh, hey, well, we will certainly see. And I've, I've got my ear to the ground. And if you hear anything, let me know. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, I think I also told you before, I'm in the middle of gathering perspectives from people just asking a very simple, open ended question that I think can have a lot of different kinds of uh, responses to it. You're free to answer however you want to. How do we grow the reverse mortgage business from here? Relationships hmm. and education. Um, we need to be out there and be very proud of who you are and what you're doing for seniors. We need to be teaching other people, other loan officers, other bank managers, CPAs, financial planners. We need to be teaching them what the reverse mortgage actually is. And I, I think that is huge. Um, a few tweaks to how we're, we're doing things. Yeah, that would be great. But this is all about who you are as an originator. So for me, I'm, I do wear a lot of hats. Chris, I'm, I manage a branch. I, um, I have my own production. And I, I have all my loan officers who are across the country, reverse mortgage loan officers. And that's one of the things that I love where I am at Loan Depot is that I'm, I'm allowed to be me. Okay, I can do all those things. Um, but it, my job is to be out there teaching my partners, whether they're real estate agents or CPAs, that a reverse mortgage can be a tool for a, a homeowner, a borrower, someone who wants to take their life to the next level. It's more important than ever now as we're, we're watching people um, become anxious about where their retirement portfolio is, where their 401ks are. And we've got to let them know. I mean, we're not in a time where uh, people are out there. Many people aren't getting pensions. They're virtually non-existent, you know, from today on. So I, I think it's about us. It's about uh, uh, us as originators going out there and talk, really talking to people. And, you know, honestly, I've, you know, I said to you, I've, I've uh, had a, the door slammed in my face a couple of times. Well, I got better boots, and now I just stick my foot in it before they slam it. <laughs> so it's it's really important that you're out there talking about this and making relationships because just that one person, I have a colleague here at Loan Depot, and um, we I was talking to him about a uh, reverse mortgage, and he's like, his eyes glazed over, and he said, Lise, I'm never going to do that. I'm like, I don't need you to do it. I just need you to know we can. And, and he goes, I got that, you know. So other loan officers, other other people in financial services, it's it's important that we teach them. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, just as well as I do that in terms of establishing personal relationships, that's like an individual thing that anybody can can really do. But you I'm, I'm sure you're also very well aware, just as much as I am, that education has been a pretty constant source of investment by the industry. Is, is there anything that comes to mind from your end in terms of ways that education can be improved? Because it seems like it's been a longstanding question across the industry, whether you want to go to the trade association or a lot of the top lenders, figuring out how to try to crack that code. What do you think we can do about that? So you, you definitely should be looking for leverage. 
Okay, so you're as much as I want to have a one-on-one with a real estate agent, I want to talk to 30 agents in a room. Okay, I want them to hear that they should come to me for if they have a question on reverse mortgage. So for instance, um, a big part of the uh, continuing education class that I did, even though it was for H4P, what I did was I, I gave them a checklist on what they should be looking for if they are listing a house that has a reverse mortgage on it. Because you want to put it in perspective of how can I bring value to them? And so, you know, a lot of them don't know that. And oh, by the way, the attorneys don't know that. You know, that's another whole group I didn't even bring into. And, you know, uh, great divorce is a real thing. And so to educate attorneys on what can be accomplished through a reverse mortgage, how to make something uh, a mandatory obligation so that it can be paid out. Um, you know, in, it's it's just there's just little things that we can do to bring value to their practices that will help us expand the um, expand the reverse mortgage. Sure, certainly great. No, I appreciate the overview. Um, speaking of your continuing education classes focused on uh, real estate agents, you know, you mentioned uh, Heckam for Purchase, H4P. And, um, you know, uptake on a national basis for that product has been very, very low, even considering the generally low penetration rate for HECMs themselves when compared to forward mortgages in particular. But do you think that the H4P product itself has a part to play in expanding the base of the reverse mortgage business? Uh, definitely, but it definitely does. There are some things we could do to make it easier. Um, you know, things like... Um, you know, just the, what the seller pays, seller, seller contributions, um, understanding what's mandatory in a state for a seller to pay, making it a little easier to do those things. There are times when, you know, we'll get a contract and it says the lighting fixtures in the ceiling are included with the sale of the house and we have to fix that. Because, you, you know, like it's little things about that. And I think uh, we're at a place where I'd like to be able to serve our builder communities better. And I don't know what the solution to that is, Chris. I mean, in certain communities, uh, when you're doing a new construction loan and you have to tell them, hey, I'm really sorry, we may need a second appraisal on this. Um, it's a it's problematic for the builder. And so there are there are a lot of little stumbling blocks that I don't know. I don't know what the solution is, um, but I think getting out there, educating folks and helping them bring value in whatever their field is, is so critical, you know, give them, give them the tools they need to um, negotiate a purchase agreement where the borrower is coming in. I mean, nobody knows how to do that. How do you negotiate a purchase agreement where the borrower is coming in for a reverse mortgage? Well, the first thing you should say to them is they're putting more than 50% down, you know, and, and to, that's not, a focus, unfortunately. But if you bring that to a real estate agent and suddenly they say, oh, oh, that's that's a less risky offer than say something else. Sure. Like a contingent offer, for instance, you know. Yeah, most definitely. Um, well, over the course of your career, and you say it was the 90s that you primarily started? <laughs> Yeah. No, that's the yeah. which which year in the nineties if Oh, you got me. I, I would have to say it would, would be as early um I can't even remember, I can't even tell you that. That's okay. I, I just start I just go from I've been doing this since nineteen eighty six. 
Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I'm, the only reason that I ask is because this is such a, a, a fast changing segment of the mortgage business. You know, whether you want to talk about uh, program changes, product changes in particular, you know, the posture of lenders, the nature of the top 10 lenders in the space, you know, there's been a lot of movement since, since that time. Over the course of your career, would you say it's become easier or harder to sell reverse mortgages to people considering all those changes? Easier. Okay. 100% easier. And I am going to tell you that I think you're going to see a lot more movement in that top 10 hmm. this year. So I think, I think it's gotten a lot easier um, to sell reverse mortgages. Uh, and hopefully that is in part due to the fact that all, we are all out there and, you know, shout out to my Tuesday group because my, my Tuesday pals are all professional reverse mortgage people and they are out there really doing this. And, and that's the key. You have to know your product. You have to know um, what it does for your borrower. You have to know all those things. But I, I think it has gotten easier. It has gotten easier. Sure. Well, that should be a message of encouragement, I would hope, to people in the business or maybe even those who are looking to, to potentially get into it. Uh, since that's certainly a very active conversation that I think a lot of lenders are having and bringing new blood into the fold. Yeah, most definitely. Well, Lisa, are there any final thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners or in this case, viewers about how things are shaping up for the year or with things you have your eye on in cultivating business through what is generally a challenging time for the reverse mortgage industry? So I would say, number one, don't be afraid to talk about it. Um, number two, set your goals high, set your goals high. I'm a, I'm a big proponent. I'm coached. Um, I have goals. I have things that I have to do. I have fundamentals that I have to perform every day in order to build my business. And if, if you're not aware of what those fundamentals are, just call me and I'll help you with a list. But it, it is so important to sit down and prospect for business. And that, that is something, uh, quite frankly, whether you are a reverse, a hybrid, or a, a traditional mortgage loan officer, over the past couple of years, we've been a little bit blessed with the amount of leads and business that have come in the door. It's time to get back to work. Set your goals. Set your standards high. There are people out there that really need you. Your job is to find them. Very well said. Well, Lisa... Thank you very much for taking the time to join me for the RMD podcast today. I really appreciate it and uh, hope we can have a chance to, to talk again. Thanks for listening to this episode of the RMD podcast. Again, I want to extend a special thanks to Lisa Moriello for being so generous with her time so that she could share her industry insights with all of RMD's listeners and readers. For more news and insights on the reverse mortgage industry, be sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at reversemortgagedaily.com. If you haven't already, subscribe to the RMD podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast content. I'm Chris Clow, and this has been a production of HW Media. The RMD podcast is produced by Elissa Branch. Be sure to come back for an all-new episode very soon. See you next time.